Welcome back to the COS Business Podcast, the number one podcast in Colorado Springs and soon the world. My name is Andrew Hasley and I am the host of the show. Today I'm sitting here with Jacob Montoya uh, and can you tell us a little bit about your business and what you do? Yeah, our, our business is FitSW. We're an all-in-one platform for personal trainers and gyms. So we do everything from automation and, and provide software tools that help trainers do their jobs more efficiently. So when you're a trainer, you get into it because you like fitness, you like helping people reach your goals. You don't want to spend your time on admin work. And mm -hmm. there is a lot of admin work when you're planning fitness programs for 30 different clients. And mm -hmm. so we try to make that more efficient for trainers, adding a bunch of automation mm -hmm. and, and just technology that makes it, their jobs easier. One of our sponsors is Recon Marketing. Recon is the fastest growing social media marketing agency in Colorado. Recon focuses on becoming an extension of your business while providing social media management, review management, and digital marketing. Recon Marketing, putting you on the radar. Our next sponsor is Planet Duct. Planet Duct offers astronomical air duct cleaning with the most powerful vacuum trucks in Colorado. They have taken air duct cleaning to a new intergalactic level that is far more powerful and proactive than anything on the market in El Paso County and Southern Colorado. Sheath Underwear. Sheath Underwear has a pouch for the boys. It is everyday underwear for every man. 100% money back on the first pair if you don't like it. Visit sheathunderwear.com and enter the code COSBP20 to get 20% off your order. The People's Tiny House Festival is the nation's largest gathering of simple Living, featuring van conversions, bus conversions, and tiny houses, of course. Catch the event in Loveland, Colorado, July 16th and 17th at the Ranch Events Complex. Get your tickets at peoplestinyhousefestival.com slash tickets. And this is like uh, so software? It's software, okay. yeah. Yeah, so we provide software as a service, so monthly subscription, and these trainers can use our product, you know, to do everything from plan workouts, plan meals, plan programs, accept payments, manage their schedule, all that type of stuff. Um, and their clients can use the platform as well. So trainers can deliver, if they're doing online training, they can deliver those fitness programs to their clients through the platform. The clients can pull it up on their phone if they're working out on their own, or if they're with the trainer, the trainer can pull it up and kind of follow through nice. what, with what they had planned for The clients client. have their own portal. The clients the have their own portal. Okay, yeah. sweet. Yeah, and so it, it's really helpful for uh, trainers to track their client's progress. So the client you know, the trainer doesn't have to do much work to track how their client is doing on bench press over time. And our, our system automatically mm -hmm. plots that over time, gives insights and recommendations on how the trainer can further optimize future workouts. And, sure. and it gives like the trainer a dashboard to see how all their clients are doing, see which ones mm -hmm. might need more help, might need, you know, encouragement, that type of thing. Is there a, a, a equipment you guys could link up with? Yeah. So we, we link up with Apple health and, and Google fit, um, and, you know, all that data is imported. So that means the trainer, if the client gives them access, can see, you know, how their client is doing with respect to steps, like, you know, all mm -hmm. their fitness data that the trainer can, can see. And then, you know, that might help them determine, like, how to alter their fitness program. Wow. I'm yeah. really excited to, to talk to you about this, actually, because I've recently started a software company uh, for video games specifically. Uh, and... I'm interested of your journey and how did you, did you did you develop it? Did you hire a developer? Like, what's your how did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm interested in hearing more about your yeah. your, your business too. Yeah. Um. So I was a developer at Intel for uh, eight years. So software developer. So I had that experience. Nice. Um, so I was the one who created the initial version of our software. Uh, and luckily now I have developers on staff that are, mm -hmm. that are, you know, that have improved it. Um, but yeah, I was the one that, uh, did the initial version both on web and on iOS. Mm -hmm. So we have an iOS app and we have an Android app. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, now, now we have a team that's, that's doing that development. Nice. Okay, sweet. So, 
So what did they do? Did they uh, just make sure fix bugs, make sure it doesn't break or? Yeah. Yeah. So there's always, you know, there's always new improvements that we get from our, our users. So mm-hmm. we're, that's one thing we pride ourselves is in being very responsive to our users. So, you know, one thing we added recently is clients wanted to be able to upload videos of themselves doing the actual exercise that the trainer had assigned if the trainer's not there. Mm-hmm. And so then the trainer can get a notification to see like, oh, how are they doing their form? So mm-hmm. we always get requests awesome. like that. And so um, that's what that those developers are. And then with the three platforms, um, so we have a web platform, iOS and Android, mm-hmm. you know, that takes, we're, we're not using like a unified code base. We're kind of doing native development on, on all three because we feel that gives users a better experience. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we just need a developer for developers for each platform mm-hmm. to kind of. Uh, build out build out those additional features, fix those bugs. We also have a uh, large, uh, a few a few gym chains. One that's particularly large that we're doing uh, a lot of custom work for. They want to, you know, they have this system that they used that they've seen has resulted in a lot of success with their clients. And mm-hmm. so we're adding kind of new features that that allow them to do that better. So we're always busy with with adding adding new features, fixing yeah. bugs. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> And so when you say web, like that's like like a browser or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So web app, it's people go to fitnesswcom they log mm-hmm. in and then they, you know, can see their dashboard. They can do, mm-hmm. you know, everything they, they can do. And that's built app. on your website. That's like, built on okay. our website. Nice. Yeah. Because yeah. that's all an app is really is just a website. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all a web app is. Yeah. yeah. It's a website that has, you know, some functionality other than just, um, you know, static pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's some really cool tools out there uh, that are web web based, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so that's 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 interesting. So your 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 background at Intel, what were you doing? So I was uh, writing software to test uh, computer chips. Okay. So so it was kind of a my undergrad degree was in electrical engineering, and so we had to understand kind of the electrical properties of the chip, but then apply mm-hmm. software and write software to actually test those electrical proper, properties, and so. Uh, we we wrote in a uh, scripting language called per- Perl. We did some C plus plus, and so had had background in that. Didn't have uh, experience in the languages that we you know developed our app mm-hmm. our apps in. Um, but there were some similarities that allowed me to do it. But you know it was slow going at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know eventually got there. Okay. Yeah. So when you were creating the app. Uh, what was some of your biggest problems with it? What was the things where you're like banging your head against the desk? What, if any? <laughs> yeah, I assume that's, that's part of the process of programming. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the the web app wasn't too bad. Okay. Um, just because there was a, a lot of similarities between we use PHP and there's similarities between PHP and Perl, um, mm-hmm. and so that was pretty straightforward. But once I we got a lot of we started getting a lot of requests for. Uh, users wanting an app, right? Mm-hmm. At first, we just had the web app. They wanted a, a okay. mobile app. They mm-hmm. wanted to be able to pull this up on their I- iPhone um, yeah, yeah. from the app store. And so uh, I decided to try and learn how to develop an, I- uh, an iOS app. And that mm-hmm. was really hard. It took a lot of lot of time, a lot of learning, just because it's a, a different environment mm-hmm. than... That's what I'm learning right now. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Are, are, with your... Um, with your software, what do you, how are you? Uh, how's your team de- developing it? Um, it's just me right now, actually. Okay. I just oh. the company's three months old, uh, if that even. I don't even think it's three three whole months yet. Um, you know, it's already registered company. Um, I've gotten the developer. You know, I paid the hundred bucks to be a developer. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna do the iOS <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. app? That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, right now I have the I have the Google. I'm, I haven't set up with the iOS okay. yet. Okay. Uh, though I got to the last page and I was like, uh, 
let me figure some things out first before yeah. I spend this hundred bucks. You know? Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> and so I was, I was just playing around with some things and and see, I have I've I'm developing the games in Unreal Engine. Okay. Uh, so that actually a lot of the coding is done with Blueprints, which is a visual kind. Of, Blueprints is Unreal Engine's like uh, node based programming thing. So okay. a lot of the things like. It's for someone who's a beginner programmer. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and what's cool about Unreal is there's a lot of uh, built-out things for you. Yeah, that's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> so if you if you know how to uh, problem solve, if you know how to critically think, you can figure it out. Yeah. And I and I, I thankfully I'm, I'm good at that. So. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's also like programming teaches you how to think. I, I've learned like it teaches you how to really like work through things. Yeah. Which is a, a valuable skill in all assets of life i think yeah for sure yeah it's <laughs> definitely a, a problem solving uh exercise i mean mm -hmm. you know you'll you might like you're saying you have these built out things but then th you'll encounter an issue where this built out thing mm -hmm. won't work with that built out thing and, and you, you have, have no idea yeah, why it's exactly. like you don't even know where to start to look for things if yeah you, it was just like when i was learning how to do video editing actually yeah. you know okay. like i'm teaching my friend how to do video editing right now and it's like when he asked me a question and i'm like you just move this thing over here yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. the simplest thing but it didn't it takes me back to to remembering when i first started video editing and like just not knowing not knowing you know just not knowing things that that are critical you know just very simple things that just seem so basic yeah and i'm sure i have a, a huge learning curve on that aspect of it uh a lot of the uh the video game part is uh the, de the design part uh which is not just the programming part it's it's not the, just the developing part video games are graphical yeah like, for sure like they very rely on graphics yeah that's a huge <laughs> part of the experience yeah mm -hmm. exactly so uh and i'm i'm good at art and good at that side so that's where i'm going to excel in doing this uh so hiring out programmers will probably be one of the first things that i'll, I'll have to do or want to do because uh just because that's you can't do everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's one one of the biggest lessons I've I've taken away from from doing this startup. Also, is just you can't do everything. For sure, you can try, but no, yeah, it's not work. and I am trying. <laughs> yeah, at first you can. But, you have yeah, to actually yeah, at first, yeah, I think, because you're the only one who can who really believes in your vision. You're the only one investing in your vision. So. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's probably a critical skill too. Is like identifying how long you do that for, and mm -hmm. when is the time to start to delegate, start to bring on people. For sure, so that's, yeah. That's a, that's a tricky tricky part of the process yeah and yeah. it's it's got me excited like i feel more passionate about doing this than i think anything i've ever done that's awesome it combines everything that i've studied over the last uh 15 years of my life you know when it comes to music uh when it comes to uh video production when it, when it like filmmaking when it comes to storytelling writing all that stuff plays into a good video game yeah and uh i know how to i know how to produce music like from scratch, you know, like on with with the digital audio workstation. Mm -hmm. So it's like th having that skill and doing that for so long is coming in handy with the, uh, video game design d brings all those aspects and puts them in the one. Yeah. And it's it's really awesome. And it's adding a new one, which is programming. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Which is uh, pretty, pretty intimidating. But it's, uh, it's, it's also very I, there's nothing in my I don't have a single ounce in my body that thinks I can't do it. Yeah. I know I can do it. So yeah, yeah. just takes time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that, and and so I I want to uh, like 
use this opportunity to be being, being with you to here today uh, in your experience with programming. Maybe I can uh, learn something. What would be one of the biggest uh, pieces of advice you would give me in this journey? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it sounds like you have a pretty good understanding of what you need to do and, and the fact that you have passion behind it because, mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to have to grind if you're going to try and learn it yourself because it just takes time to, to learn it and mm -hmm. try to figure it out. Um, you know, the there's always someone who's probably experienced the same problem you've experienced. So, you know, oh, Google, yeah. Google is your friend, yes. right? Stack Overflow, maybe you've already been exposed Not to yet, that. No. So it's a, it's a website where, you know, program, programmers all have tons of questions. So there's probably, mm -hmm. I would say, millions of questions on there. And yeah. there's a good chance that one of those questions is the same one that you're wondering how to do. And so being able to kind of, you know, search online and figure out mm -hmm. what is that first know what to search for. Yeah. Figure out what's relevant to you. Like, you know, you don't want to get, I mean, a big part of programming is also taking some time and going down the wrong path. Yes. And then, you know, you got to reset and go back down another path. So that's it. Mm -hmm. You only have so much time in the world, especially if you're doing all that other stuff. Yeah. So, um, just knowing when to, to, you know, I guess identifying when you could be on the wrong path and, mm -hmm. and figuring out what, how, how to how to change course. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's a grind. Mm -hmm. If you're learning from scratch, I would take advantage of, you know, mentors. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think there's some uh, programming groups that I've, you know, been exposed to. And so that can be mm -hmm. helpful if you're if you're having a particular pro, uh, problem. I think there's like an iOS developer mm -hmm. uh, or iOS programmer. There's uh, there's a good YouTuber who he's even put together a Facebook group of mm. game developers specifically. Oh, that's cool. And he does yeah. teach. He does teach in Unreal, and he also teaches in uh, Unity, which is the other yeah. main one. Yeah. Uh, th they're both free softwares too to use, like which is amazing. And uh, both of them have massive communities behind them, so they have those. Uh, Unreal Engine has Answer Hub. Yeah. Uh, which is their version of I. I assume uh, what was the one you said? Sac. Uh, Sac. iOS development or. Uh, no, the the. The website where there's a bunch of programmers. Oh, Stack Overflow. Stack Overflow. Yeah, okay, Stack, not Stack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Stack Overflow. And, yeah. and then there's also GitHub, too. I yeah, for, I, sure, I, for I, sure. I don't know much. Is, is that a question and answer thing? I know it's more about have people put on their own uh, softwares. Yeah, they put their <laughs> code up there. Mm -hmm. um, but often there will be discussions around that software. Okay. That, you know, But, yeah, that's a key, key aspect, too, is one is choosing the right platform. And it sounds like Unity, with all that support and all mm -hmm. that community, it'll be a little bit easier to develop on because yeah, you ha yeah. have those answers to that, those, those questions. Um, and then also bringing in the tools. I mean, unity is probably a, a tool as well, but you can bring in libraries into your software. Like for example, you know, we have the ability to track progress over time. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to go out and develop like a graphing, uh, software solution from on iOS yeah. from scratch. There's already libraries out there. They, yes. may, be, they may not be used for fitness. They're used for, mm -hmm. you know, other things. But uh, if you have the knowledge, you can reprogram it yeah. or you can build it. Like. Yeah, you can pull mm -hmm. that library mm -hmm. into your project and then integrate it and, and use it. So yeah. th that would be a, a good thing to, to do as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. And see, I, I liken video editing to programming all the time. Yeah. It's actually, it's what you're doing. You're mm. programming video to, to do what you want it to yeah. do. And... Uh, I was going somewhere with that, and I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you're using the, the software software tools, and mm -hmm. you're, yeah, like the whole process is programming. Yeah, right? okay, that's where I was going. There's some pretty complex edits out there that, like, have turned things, like, make crazy layers on them, and, like, uh, but if you don't know how to work those those templates, 
they're useless to you. Mm, like yeah. you can't like I can take something in that template and say there's like a shining light on something like a, a 3D object. I can know how I can if I decide creatively I don't like that light, I can take that light out, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, really customize it however however I want, you know. And that's that's what I assume would be with these libraries. Yeah. Uh, and there's a Unreal Marketplace. Uh, okay. And it's really awesome, an asset marketplace. Like if I want a first-person oh. shooter game, there's a basic template for a first-person shooter. Yeah. And almost 80% of the game is already programmed for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just got to, you know, do the modeling and like make my characters and maybe, maybe add my own touch and add my own twist so it's like not just cut and dry basic thing. But yeah. It's really awesome. Like yeah, that's the, cool. The software, it actually blew my mind of how feasible it is for a solo dev mm-hmm. to to make video games yeah. and make make top like a solo dev with given the right amount of time could make a could make a triple A game if if they wanted to. Wow. And yeah. it with this with the the advances of the these uh open open source softwares mm-hmm. uh with the advances of them in just in the last two years yeah like been, yeah yeah Break, it's everything's just yeah yeah it really it's amazing how fast development can happen now mm-hmm. with with these tools that other you're you know you're standing on the shoulders of giants right did i say that yesterday did you did i yeah. say that yesterday <laughs> and that's what awesome. I, I said something else though but yeah. uh yeah that was that was funny but yeah that's exactly what it is man yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I related it to cups you know we all have cups now <laughs> i don't know it's, it's a silly <laughs> analogy because we're standing on the shoulders of literally everything yeah, in this everything. room <laughs> yeah that's, that's 100% it's really true. awesome man yeah. and uh it's it's an awesome time to be a human <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yeah man so so back to the business man uh you developed it y- yourself at the beginning mm-hmm. uh and you developed when when it was it just the web based that you developed yeah so it was just the web based we had you know users using it um that was um you know in 2017 i think like mid 2017 is when i launched the ios app and so that was me also developing that um and that like i said it took a lot of time took a lot of grinding and uh but eventually got it out there and you know had pretty good results with it then um you know once you have an ios app everyone's like well where's the android app i want to you know android Mm -hmm. app and so um and especially for our our software because you'll have trainers that are on a certain platform Mm -hmm. but you know not all their clients are on that same platform so you need to you know, everything yep. needs to be linked together and synced together. And so that, you know, that's a big part of our product, just making it user-friendly for, you know, the trainer to work with the clients no matter what platform they're on. Even if the trainer wants to do some of the work on the website and then pull it up on their phone when they're with the client, it just, you know, we're trying to make things as flexible as possible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so then people started asking for an Android app. I didn't, you know, have the time at that point. We, we were growing and so I didn't have the time to, to do Android development. And so I actually hired our first intern nice. here, here in Colorado Springs to do um, some of the Android development. That, you know, that was an interesting experience. He did some things really well. Um, and, you know, he worked with us for a little bit, a little bit of time. And then he, you know, he, he graduated and moved on. Um, and then we hired some overseas developers mm-hmm. uh, to kind of, you know, I think, they might have worked with him a little bit on some things as well because he, he wasn't experienced with some aspects of it. And mm-hmm. so we, I brought on some international developers that kind of worked with him on the things that he didn't understand as well. And, yeah, we were eventually able to release that Android app. Um, What's the difference? Uh, between Android and iOS? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they use different languages. So iOS uses a language called – it's either Objective-C, which is kind of the older language, mm-hmm. and Swift is the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Android uses Java. Um, so you have to rebuild it from scratch? You have to rebuild it from scratch, yeah. Wow. So it's a completely different <laughs> language, um, com- completely different IDE, which is a, 
developer in, I don't know what that stands for. Actually, I should. But anyway, it's it's like the software that you use to actually do the development. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So you use completely they different can't, tools. Is there is there there's no is so, there ways that you can just convert? Yeah. No. That's a, that's a great question. Um, not there's nothing that's really makes that easy. There's always a mm-hmm. bunch of extra work that you have to do in order to do that. But there are tools now, uh, more more recently that are. Uh, be, have become more developed like um, React Native mm-hmm. and I think Ionic. There's a, there's a few nice. different ones that let you develop at one time and then you can deploy it to iOS, deploy it to Android, deploy it to the web. So it's a single code base, mm. which makes it a lot well, easier. Well, that's what Unreal Engine does. Yeah. Like, you can okay. export it for PlayStation. You yeah. can export it for Switch. You okay. can export it for iOS. Exactly. You know? like, yeah. It's, it's, I was like, because I had to determine like, if I'm going to do this, I got to figure out how to do it for every platform. And I'm like, oh, that's a big problem. And I was like, I spent hours trying to determine if and how hard that was. Yeah. And actually, it's not that hard. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> because a- of Unreal has made it so easy. <laughs> that's great that you figured that out. Um, I think at the time that I was in 2017, React Native was around, but I, I had heard negative things in terms of like... Things breaking, or? yeah, it's it. Things don't work always, all the always the way that you expect them to. You know, they may work fine on web, but they won't work on iOS, and so it takes a little bit of work to to do all that. And at that point, um, it was kind of relatively early, and there were more problems with React Native. Maybe now I would have, you know, if I were starting this now with the advances and and those technologies, mm-hmm. I, I might just use React Native. But For sure. at this point, we already have... You already got you know, it built. Yeah. We already got it built. <laughs> um, you know, there's. I think there's definitely some advantages to doing it native. That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's native if mm-hmm. you're developing in Swift for iOS, and it's native if you're developing in Java or Kotlin on Android. And so um, there's some advantages there, I think. But yeah, that, that's a huge van- advantage for React Native and Ionic, where you can just create it one time and, and deploy. But nice. Yeah, we, we had already been down that path, you know, went too far down one mm-hmm. path, and I, it's actually worked out fine for us. So that's where we're at now. That was one of those paths you were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could, we could, you know, change paths and go do mm-hmm. go to React Native, but it, there's no way. It would, it would take so much more. Um, it just doesn't work. make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense. Because right now we're, you know, we're adding this cool feature and that cool feature to already existing mm-hmm. code that already works well, mm-hmm. right? That's one thing with soft, software development is like, you know, you, you develop it uh, and you have something that looks cool and, and works for the most part. Um, but that's only 80% of the work. You might feel like you're 99% done, but all that, the remaining 20% is all the bugs and all the weird mm-hmm. edge cases that you'll find that you need to fix. Like mm-hmm. that is a ton of work that it's not often appreciated. There's there's a lot mm-hmm. of work that goes into um, just all those refinements. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. Well, there's a software that I, that, that I use for my, my CRM, my bookkeeping, mm-hmm. uh, HoneyBooks. Okay. And uh, they have a mobile version. Uh, in the web-based one, the the the, the web app, yeah. in the web app, uh, you can add milestones uh, on payment plans. You know, mm-hmm. like you can you can set say you say you have multiple payments that that need to be made. You can break those up. You can break them up onto dates that 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 just automatically will send a reminder when the day happens or a milestone. A milestone would just be like if it's a milestone one in the contract, and you just you just check milestones completed, yeah. and then you send send the send the invoice for that milestone. Well. In the mobile app, it doesn't work. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't do milestones in the mobile app. Yeah. It's like, like it was frustrating one time because I was like on a hike and I needed to send this thing. I know I'm supposed to be on a hike, not working, but you know I do it anyways. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, that, that's yeah. a common thing, right? The mm-hmm. the 
you know, the, the person, the head of HoneyBooks, you know, wanted an app. The developer probably came to him after a lot of work. Mm -hmm. He was like, here it is. But it's there's still a lot mm -hmm. left to go. Right? And now they have a notification saying milestones coming soon for mobile. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I just like when you said edge cases, I would I imagine is that what an edge case would yeah, be? Yeah, that's an edge case. Like something that's um, I mean that that seems like something that might be kind of valuable it's, to you. That yeah. so that might not be an edge case. The edge case is more like okay, if if you clicked on this screen and then went here and then went there and then went there and then went and then did this, like kind of a complex Oh, and thing. it kind of confuses and breaks it? And it kind of breaks mm -hmm. it, exactly, confuses and breaks it. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's an edge case, something that's kind of like unexpected. It's not typical mm -hmm. behavior, but it can still happen because, mm -hmm. you know, users <laughs> use yeah. things in, in weird ways sometimes. <laughs> For right? sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cool, man. Uh, so as you said you had the web, the web app, mm -hmm. how were you making money? How are you driving, yeah. how are you getting customers? Yeah, so we operate on a freemium model. Um, we're a software as a service. So freemium meaning mm -hmm. we have users that can sign up for a free account. There's no cost. They get to try most of the features. Um, but if they want to have a certain number of clients or use some of our you know, special features, they have to upgrade. Mm -hmm. um, so th that, is, that is one, <laughs> one aspect <laughs> of it. But, and then when they upgrade, they pay for a monthly subscription. So they pay, mm -hmm. you know, our prices range anywhere from $20 a month up to 100 for personal trainers. And then for gyms, it's anywhere from, you know, 100 to $400 a month. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, uh, they, they, that's how we get paid. And, and the way we acquired customers initially was I just posted on a couple of forums um, it was kind of surprising how easy it was ne looking back at it now, right? We mm -hmm. just posted on a couple of personal training forum forums and, and people started using it. If we were to try that now, like first off our comment, our, our posts would probably be deleted, like no mm -hmm. advertising. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's so much out there now that, you know, people were these Facebook or Reddit, Reddit or I think it was like a, a fitness, um, just like a, a website. Uh, yeah. Okay. It was a fitness website, a personal nice. training. Smart. Yeah. It was relevant. Yeah. So, um, that's how we were getting customers early on and then just word of mouth. We weren't doing any, um, advertising. Uh, then as time went on, we started, um, doing kind of content marketing. So writing blog posts, uh, that were interesting to personal trainers. So that if the trainer, maybe we do content marketing, yeah, baby, content marketing, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how powerful that is. I love it. Yeah. Have you, have you heard of the book? They ask you answer. No, it's so good. I've been telling everyone about okay, it. They ask I probably answer. shouldn't be telling everyone about it because there's so many good secrets in there. Okay. okay. <laughs> They're yeah, not yeah. really secrets if it's in a book, but yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I want to like just hold it and like not let people know. And I, because I had that thought, I want to give it to everyone Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and let people know. It's so good. Is it? It'll, it'll turn your, it'll turn your whole world around about content marketing and it'll give you exact strategies uh, of what to do when it comes to video articles, uh, whatever it is specifically. It's really good. Okay. I won't get more in too deep into it. Maybe I'll have to do a whole episode on that. Yeah. Book. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. I'd check it out. It sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, dude's name is Marcus Sheridan. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. And I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. content marketing, man. So you started writing, writing some blogs. Yeah, blogs that are relevant to personal trainers, um, even just blogs on interesting mm -hmm. fitness topics. like one of Posting the ones, them on your website? We would post it on our website, mm -hmm. yeah. So FitnessW. So driving traffic to your website. To our website, mm -hmm. fitnesswcom slash blog. And then, um, you know, someone might do a search for something and we might pop up on mm -hmm. the first page and they click on it and then they're like, oh, wait, this is personal training related. This looks interesting. And then mm -hmm. they might wonder what our site is. And so exactly. they'll, they'll, yeah. uh, they'll try us out. So that, that has been an avenue for us. Um, yeah. And the articles were on anything from, you know, 
how to market your personal training business to mm-hmm. how many times you should chew your food. So like just um, Do you guys have topics. a YouTube channel? We do have a YouTube channel, yeah. And on that YouTube channel, we post exercise demonstration videos and some so turn those turn those articles into videos as oh well. interesting mm-hmm. basically you have this you have the whole video already written yeah and so it's you really, just read the read the script yeah you, you either read it or you can uh, freehand it you know read the script have a good idea of what you're yeah. talking about and just kind of or you can read it directly you know? interesting yeah <laughs> yeah and so do you just um how are you are you just doing something while you're reading it or are you just kind of talking you're just kind of talking to the camera you know just let it letting them know about the information maybe have some graphical edits pop up you know yeah uh and you know put it put an intro outro boom bat bam you got it (laughs) (laughs) and then then copy and paste the article in the description for seo reasons yeah and then post it to youtube and and then put that in the article on your website put the link to the youtube uh, on, at the bottom of it or at the top of it yeah. or in the middle of it wherever you want <laughs> yeah that's, that's a good idea mm-hmm. yeah cool yeah I'm a video marketer yeah, guy, so yeah, that's, that's what sense. I think about <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean you have all that content already made like you said you have the script exactly script right? man yeah. yeah yeah yeah. we've been using YouTube for like so another thing we provide is we have like a library of exercises so we have like a, th- a thousand different mm-hmm. exercises and we have demonstrations of those, those exercises nice that, um, so that, more like a library for people to go to if they need it. Yeah, they can go to the if they probably need your it. clients. Yeah, they have the clients, <laughs> and then the trainers when they create a workout program, those so say they want their client to do bench press, squat, and you know back extensions. Mm-hmm. Well, the client can pull that up, uh, the workout on their phone if they're not with their client, and they can click a little play button that will then show that if they don't know how to do back extension, they can click that play button and see how it's done, mm-hmm. right? And so we have a library of all those exercises, but we also allow trainers to upload their own videos. So if the trainer wants to create like a more branded experience, um, mm-hmm. they can upload their own videos and link to those in the workouts as well. So nice. it's a good way. That, that's what kind of got us to do YouTube. But I think, yeah, there's mm-hmm. other opportunities to yeah. use it. Yeah. Well, because uh, YouTube is the number two most used search engine. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, literally people will go to YouTube and search or even on Google because Google owns YouTube. Yeah, it pops uh, up So still. if you're searching a question, how to, or what is one of your articles? Yeah, uh, how to chew? How many times you should you chew your food? Yeah, how many yeah. times if someone if someone's searching that your yeah. video yeah. will now pop up if it, if it ranks. Yeah, and there's uh, probably not other videos on that. Subject, not very right? much, probably. Yeah. I don't know. You can yeah. this that that's part of the the research you yeah. do too is, yeah. is you can optimize it if there is competition. You know, kind of reword it or or word or or do a keyword planner. Uh, you know, keyword yeah. finders yeah. and see what people are searching for. Type that in there and see what people are searching for, and then you can really get you can see what other what other phrases that are similar to that, that people are maybe someone searching a wording that's higher. Yeah. Uh, that's basically the same thing, but it's just worded differently. Or maybe they're using a synonym that's different. Uh, that's the same, you know, how to masticate. I don't know. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no yeah. one's using that. Yeah, though. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, it'll give you an idea of how to, how to, uh, title you just basically seo your titles and yeah, descriptions that's right we i mean we use keyword planners to plan our our blog articles but yeah mm-hmm. use it for youtube that's, that's exactly cool. yeah because yeah, the title and then make a thumbnail that's that's another important part mm. a good thumbnail that that isn't just the random clip uh, or random picture from the video thumbnails are important for yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice yeah because i mean people will people judge books by their covers it's just what they do yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah man uh that's cool. That's cool. So you started getting traffic and just posting, doing some online posting and, and started getting traffic. People were starting to use it for free. And then, uh, when did the, when did the paid people come in instantly? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, pretty pretty quick mm -hmm. um, because we well I, I guess we had to add some restrictions right you, you add, add restriction on how many clients you can you can have add mm -hmm. restriction to using this um, you know upload your own video demos like mm -hmm. adding those restrictions started to motivate people to to come in and it's kind of funny our 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 pricing initially was like I think a a dollar ninety nine a month so it was like you wow know, <laughs> it was like super super cheap but were you thinking you could get like a million people I, yeah it was kind of <laughs> like a test just to yeah. see like you know are people willing to pay for this and mm -hmm. and I it proved yes they were and then so pretty quickly we we raised it um, mm -hmm. and now we're at nineteen dollars a month for our our okay. lowest tier. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot of uh, customer acquisition th was through those those channels that I mentioned. Um, and then more recently, we've done you know a little bit of Google Ads, uh, okay. app, app Store Ads. We've had pretty good success with that because if someone goes to search, um, you know, personal trainer software, uh, we have a pretty high rating for our app. Our app is uh, is pretty well has been received well by our nice. customers, so it, it rates pretty high. Mm -hmm. And so if someone uh, looks for personal training. The first result, the first result, yeah, look, <laughs> the first result w might be a competitor, but their rating might only be three point eight, and then our ad is right there on top at you know four point seven or whatever, and so um, that has been you know fairly successful for us as well. Nice. So I typed in personal training on the Google Play Store. Uh, yep, yeah, I was right. Okay, so oh, dude, you're like the. Fifth one, sixth one down, dude. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's that's kind of that that alone right there, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that help, and, mm -hmm. and a lot of probably the, a lot of ones above us are more consumer facing because so, sometimes when people try type in personal training software, they they want something to replace a personal trainer mm -hmm. versus a tool that personal trainers actually use. So that that's a, that's yeah, been a yeah. little bit tricky too, is like to, to figuring out the right keywords. to educate people. Yeah, yeah. to educate people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because like a client isn't really going to go use our software without their trainer, mm -hmm. right? It's a trainer that has to use it. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's, it's I mean, the, it's, the trainer uses it and then gets their client on mm -hmm. the platform. Yeah. And that's the, the idea about yes, it. And, idea. and, uh, my personal trainer friends, if you're watching this, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Check it out. If you, yeah. They may already know about it. Yeah. So yeah. Me, it yeah. seems like you're killing it. It said it had 50,000 downloads or something like that. Yeah. It has 50,000 on just on Android. Yeah. Just on Android. Yeah, another 50,000 on iOS. Um, Nice, dude. Yeah, so we've, you know, we we have about uh, ten thousand monthly active users. We have twelve hundred paying users, and so we're, you know, we have a good good customer base. Trying to grow that more, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's without focusing a ton on marketing. One thing that we're looking at doing more of though is focusing more on. I mean, we want to continue to serve personal trainers with all the tools they need, but also augmenting that with some gym focused software so we have created uh software that gyms can use where there's a gym manager account and then there's all the trainer accounts underneath that gym account gym manager account so all the trainers can use our software mm. um use all the functionality and then the mm -hmm. gym can the gym's like providing something for their for their for their trainers to help their clients be more successful mm -hmm. help their clients be more engaged more motivated so it, it benefits the gym as a whole and so we've worked with a um several gyms uh and um some gym chains that you know, it's been a, a great experience. We want to focus more, uh, even more on getting more of those gym chains. So we're, yeah. we need to focus more on sales. Those are the bigger tickets, huh? Yeah, those are the mm -hmm. bigger, bigger tickets. Yeah. So if, if you, you know, get a gym chain, each location is paying, you know, $200 to $300 a month. That, that mm. adds up if they yeah. have, you know, 60 locations. So, For sure. So, but that sales. Like uh, imagine 
if you guys worked with like Vasa or something. Yeah, like, exactly. Or yeah. Vasa. I don't know. Vasa. Yeah. Either, yeah. Probably. Either, <laughs> probably people say it in within the company say it both ways. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if we could work with one of them, that'd be great. We're working with working with already work with with a large East Coast chain. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's but that's a harder sale, right? For sure. Yeah. Right? There. That's what's not cool someone, is if they search you for search, put if they put personal trainer in the app store, you guys have credibility. Like, like you guys look like the big guys. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's how this East coast gym mm-hmm. chain found us. Right. They, it was an inbound, uh, inbound mm-hmm. marketing, but yeah, we, well, that's what, com- that's what I've learned. What content marketing is, is inbound marketing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're also thinking, but, but to get more of those gyms, I think we were going to have to do more sales. So more, you know, going out and talking to mm-hmm. gym owners and, and, um, so find out what gym owners sense. are searching for create articles on that yeah that's one thing we've been doing that's, <laughs> nice. exa- that's yeah you're <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you, you got it down yeah that's exactly what we're doing i mean we're, we're create videos too yeah and then hire me no. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that might be a good idea too <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sweet. yeah i usually don't try to sell people on this show so, <laughs> but so the, i felt yeah, weird saying good, that actually could be a good fit there though <laughs> for sure man yeah. that'd be cool um yeah so that's that's where you're growing. That's where you're going. You're heading. You want to. What is your big vision for the company? Where do you want to do? Do you want to? Do you have an exit strategy? Uh, do you? What's what's the plan, man? Yeah, good question. So it's um, it's a fairly fragmented industry. There's a lot of different companies, um, and there's kind of two sides of it. There's like CRM scheduling software for gyms, and then there's software mm-hmm. like ours, which works really well for personal trainers. And so I I've seen some merging of companies there so that could be a potential exit path as we you know merge with another uh another company doing something like that um we've also been we've also had companies reach private equity companies reach out to us because they have you know a, a payments company in their portfolio and by payments i mean uh software that lets people accept payments so let, let's a business accept payments and so that's one aspect of our software that i, I guess i haven't talked about too much is that we allow trainers to sell their services through our platform so they each trainer gets their own trainer page Mm -hmm. and on that trainer page they can sell you know their services so they Mm. they can direct from their instagram they can direct people directly to their have it reoccurring and everything yeah they can they can uh sell subscriptions they can sell merchandise they can do all that stuff through their trainer page and so that revenue throws flows through us and then we pay it out to the trainer after taking a, a very small percentage um but we've had some private equity companies that have payment companies in their portfolios that are interested in us using those payments companies or see synergies between us working with, with them. And so For that sure. could be a, another potential. Ag- or just ag- be like, path. be like Mark Zuckerberg and just buy everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if we have the revenue, but that, yeah. that would be nice. Yeah. I guess shoot, shoot for the stars, right? For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, the, the kind of standard in, in software, in the software game. I mean, Google sure. acquiring companies, you know, yeah, that's right. kind of what you got to do if you want to continue to grow. That's <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So sweet, man. Uh, is, is there, where, where can people find you? Is there anything else uh, you'd like to let people know before we start closing this down? Yeah. So uh, people can find us on fitsw.com mm-hmm. um, or just type in fitsw on the app store. Uh, they'll find our app there. Uh, we, you know, in, we would love to work with, um, you know, people in the fitness community. There's mm-hmm. been several partnerships we've formed with people uh, or organizations that were fitness related that have been mutually beneficial. So, you know, we're open to hearing any ideas. So if any of your listeners, um, 
you know, are in the fitness industry or, or want to chat or have a fitness related business or just want to chat about fitness, we're, we're happy to, mm-hmm. to do that. Um, we also have a website called Fine Train Gain. So uh, that was launched uh, during COVID when, um, you know, we got a lot of questions from people that weren't necessarily personal trainers, but they wanted to either work with a personal trainer or do a live class. And so we created that Fine Train Gain site where consumers, not personal trainers, consumers can go to Fine Train Gain, find a personal trainer, train with them, and then gain, right? Yeah, so, okay. so that's that's the intention of that site. So um, that's our consumer facing version. So if you're looking for a personal trainer out there and uh, we have a, a long list of trainers that use that site, mm-hmm. um, they all use FitSW. So they have, mm-hmm. you know, all the technology behind them to track progress, mm-hmm. to deliver workouts efficiently. Uh, and clients can go to that site, search through those trainers, see, find one that maybe looks like mm-hmm. a good fit and, and contact them to see if they can work with them. So yeah. um, that's another opportunity uh, that we're exploring and continuing to grow. As yeah. Well. And there's, I'm actually not going to close it down yet because uh, there's a few things we still need to cover, actually, yeah. I realized. <laughs> um, it's interesting with uh, you saying that, you know, finding trainers, it just made me, it reminded me of how COVID probably helped in a certain way, I know probably was also was bad in a certain mm. way too, for sure. But it allowed people to be open to virtual training, that, I assume. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, COVID was really interesting for us because when it first hit, um, you know, a lot of, well, I guess before COVID, personal trainers were mostly training in person. There were some that yeah. were still doing the online training thing. Um, but when COVID first hit, all those trainers that were training in person, a lot of them just, you know, stopped because they couldn't work, yeah. right? They didn't know how to Mm-hmm. online train and so uh that like, caused uh, it give me the ppp yeah, yeah, exactly. just chill. yeah. <laughs> and so that caused a, a dive in our business and that hurt us but For luckily sure. we were able to focus on adding more features that made online training more viable mm-hmm. and easier yeah because uh, now you can have like a top star trainer who's in la and i could do it from here you exactly know? <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly right and one thing that we've seen actually is international trainers in lower cost of living areas mm. training people in the u.s because they have all the knowledge they have all the capabilities mm-hmm. um but that that's been interesting too but yeah so with covid we saw an initial dive we were able to add those features and eventually we've kind of come back and and got some of those trainers who quit and left uh, training, the training industry, they were able to add the online training portion to their services and, mm-hmm. and kind of make that successful. So yeah. uh, it was an interesting effect. And, and that, that was also the reason for the launch of Fine Train Gain, just to make it uh, possible for them to deliver live classes. So, you know, clients could go to that site and look for, you know, what live classes were being offered, you know, remotely and, mm-hmm. and, and, and do that. Nice. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh how listings work. It's basically like a listing site, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Uh, Elon Musk first first website, I'm pretty sure was like a listing site. Was you know? it? Like he like, it was some local, it was, yeah, it was, it was basically like putting together local businesses or something like yeah. that. I forget exactly what it yeah. was. I don't want to, I don't want to like be wrong. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's a huge, I mean, there's so many needs for that. So many different industries where you can apply that. Yeah. And we already had this database of trainers that's using our software that, all we, I mean, a big problem for personal trainers is finding new clients, right? Mm-hmm. They, they may know everything about fitness. They may be a great motivator, but if they can't market themselves and find new clients, it, it's hard for them. And so um, we decided to launch that site because we had all those people already you yeah. know, using our software. And that's what led to that, the launch of that site. Nice. Yeah. And has that, has that been good for you guys? Yeah, I'm glad we did it. It's been, it's been growing. Um, it's, like I said, it's a great way for those trainers to get exposure. And I think we're going to focus a little bit more on that because that right now we, 
our customers are personal trainers, right? We're targeting personal trainers, but if we can focus on that fine train gain site, we can also start to target a new customer base because there's only so many personal mm-hmm. trainers in the world, but there's yeah. lots of people that are interested in fitness and potentially working with a personal trainer. So mm-hmm. if we can focus more on that, that's, that's opening up another market to us. For sure. And, uh, the next question is, so I take it, do you have experience with personal training? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was actually a personal trainer, during college and like a little bit on the side while I was working at Intel for like maybe like six months, uh, I personally trained like mm-hmm. a couple people. And at that time I saw a need for software like this, but, um, you know, the, we're talking about all the, the, the standing on the shoulders of giants, all that, yeah. the, that software wasn't there. Like the mm-hmm. building blocks, smartphones weren't as yeah. prevalent, right? You didn't have all the technology to pull from your Apple health and, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And so at the time it didn't make sense for it. I also didn't have the technical capability to implement it. Um, and so I kept that in my mind. And then, mm-hmm. um, when I finally did a, uh, a project during my MBA, uh, it was entrepreneurship class. We were supposed to launch an MVP, a minimal vi- minimum viable product. Okay. And that was the, uh, idea I came up with, like, oh, I've always thought about this. I want, uh, let, let me launch this product. And so that mm-hmm. was the one I, I launched and that's what got me into, uh, running, doing this business. Nice. Yeah. yeah sweet. I was just thinking how MVP, uh, doesn't that stand for like, if like you're like a special person or that's yeah. VIP. Yeah. No MVP also. <laughs> yeah. So MVP, uh, most valuable player in sports, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 But, but it's funny because <laughs> you can also call them minimal viable products. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if uh, an athlete would like to be called that, but, yeah. <laughs> but you know, the intention with the MVP is like you, you want to release a product that's you you can't develop you want to test out whether this oh i get it yeah for sure yeah Yeah, it it helps make sure that you can do the most fundamental things exactly especially when you're doing it for a project or for a class yeah yeah that's that makes sense Yeah. (laughs) yeah so the next uh thing i wanted to talk about before we close it out is is the influencer marketing thing because i'm i'm i work i'm working with a company actually uh where they do most of their stuff is like most of their business comes from influencer marketing. Like they're sponsoring like uh, a UFC fighter who has like a mil- 1.5 million followers or something like that. He's like one of the big guys right now, actually, mm. uh, Brandon Moreno. Moreno. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cool. And so it's like I've I've had some just being friends with him and having conversations with him. I've had I have some insight of kind of how that works, and I'm kind of interested to to see you guys kind. Of, I think before we started, you said you're just getting started in influencer marketing. Yeah, so I mean the fitness industry and influencers kind of go hand in hand. Where oh yeah, there's these people that you know they 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 have you know the fitness look that people want, and so they start delivering workouts. Um, but anyway, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of trainers that use our platform that. Uh, see a path to increase revenue by becoming an influencer, right? They can uh, show themselves doing exercises. Mm-hmm. They look fit. They, yeah. you know, and they, they create a following. And so uh, it's kind of been a natural evolution where personal trainers that were using our software began to get more and more followers, you know, just from their own marketing on, on, mm-hmm. on, on Instagram. And uh, so they, we, we saw uh, the, the need for some additional features to help them, you know, realize revenue from that and so Mm -hmm. we've built a a few custom apps that's one thing that we offer our our users whether you're a gym or an individual personal trainers we can create a custom app for you that basically utilizes all our technology as the engine Mm -hmm. um but it's that influencer's brand on the front end their their color scheme all that stuff in their own mobile app and so these influencers 
might want their own app that's, you know, Joe Influencer's app, and it looks so cool, and they have a million people following them, they can say, hey, guys, come download my app. I'll deliver workouts, and you'll see fitness plans, fitness programs, and you'll mm-hmm. be able to talk with me through my app. And so we've developed some of those apps for those influencers. We call it a white white label app, right, because it's not our label on it. No one knows that, mm-hmm. you know, we're the ones behind yeah, it. Yeah. But it has our all our technology, but their branding. Yeah, that's, that's cool because I actually got familiar with the concept of white labeling things. Yeah. Because of that company I was just talking about who's who's – they're actually a sponsor of the show, Sheath Underwear. Uh, mm-hmm. Check them out. <laughs> Use the code COSBP uh, to get 20% off okay so so they 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 sponsored the show and i totally just threw myself off of that (laughs) yeah well so so they're they they do white labeling do they uh no they well i learned about white labeling through something else and then we when i was having a conversation with them we we, they brought that up Mm. they're recently doing a beverage uh, but it's just like it's going to be a short-lived thing and like they just it's someone else's product, but they're just throwing their name on it. Cool. Essentially, white yeah. labeling. That's yeah. what it is. Labeling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we do we do a lot of that. We, I mean, that's what a lot of our bigger gym customers like, right? They they don't want to, their clients to see like Fitness W. They want to see their their name, so the clients feel part of that gym, right? It's, it's the, the the gym's um, the gym's app, mm-hmm. and, and so yeah, we 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 see a big market for that for influencers as well. We have some you know some influencers that have fifty thousand followers. We have some that have one point five million. Mm-hmm. That you know they want to. That's a way for them to realize revenue with uh, an app where they can charge a, a subscription fee right there on the app. It's easy to purchase, and then they can you know we make it wow. easy for them to yeah that is awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love that yeah. <laughs> and then you guys get a cut yeah a percentage? yeah we get a, we we've done it multiple ways we've done like a monthly subscription they pay mm-hmm. us a monthly fee for that or we've taken a cut of the percentage mm-hmm. of subscriptions yeah okay yeah i think I don't know. You would know better than me, but I, f- I feel like the percentage would be better. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would be better. It, is, it could be it better. Could it could be, be worse. Exactly. Yeah. It, it could be way better. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's it's like there's extremes with that, right? That mm-hmm. one is way better or potentially not that great. Mm-hmm. And then the, the subscription is like more The steady, cool thing is that it's software as a service. So yeah. it's like if you're not losing anything if it's not doing anything. Yeah, you're not losing anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, right. Yeah. Maybe besides Ser- energy. Server, <laughs> server costs are... You know they're there, but they're not you know, mm-hmm. extreme. For sure, it's it's worth it. Like when we when I was having a conversation uh, with with Bobby about the the influencer marketing, uh, he's the person who is the founder of Sheath. Um, he he was talking about how like it's a lot of hit and miss uh, when it, when it comes to influencer marketing. You'll have you'll be paying someone all this money and they have a decent a good following actually, but it's not doing as well as this other person. And it's kind of the reason why it's hit or miss is because it's, you know, you just can't really predict these. It's really hard to dial that in. Who's going to give you a hundred thousand dollars in sales off of one video they do or or one, one sponsorship and who's not, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like the ones that don't work, the ones that do work make up for the ones that don't work, you know, kind of, it's kind of, you gotta have all these things out there and one of them is the big one that's making all these things. Okay. You know, and, and really like figuring out what's best. I mean, it's, it's like, software software programming you know like you gotta test a bunch of different things it's experimenting and really figuring out and then kind of doubling down on the things that work and exactly siphoning out the things that don't or cooling out the things that that don't and and yeah yeah Yeah, (laughs) for sure yeah Yeah, there's there's that word cooling i think i picked up from like game dev yeah (laughs) i I like that word yeah Yeah, i was like oh that's the word i don't hear too often yeah yeah. it's a good word yeah i think i picked it up from doing development okay there's another there's a few things that uh 
I think, you know, just jargon, development jargon yeah. that I've picked up, you yeah. know, like, what is, there's, there's a popular saying now, I think, uh, where it's like, I seen it on, on a TV show. I'm trying to think. It doesn't matter. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, this has been cool, man. As, uh, yeah, I think we were, this has been a great episode. I think we can safely say that you've provided some good value to the listeners, I think. Cool. And uh, definitely for me. Yeah. And that's the whole reason why I do this show is just to give value for me. That's great. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. The, the public is a, the public benefit is, is uh, ancillary. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that, that kind of true, tr to be honest, that's kind of the initial start of the podcast is, is, you know, for benefits of my business. Yeah. Uh, and then realizing, Oh crap, this thing is a community piece. This thing is a public service. Yeah. And it's, it's just awesome how, how it's developed. I mean, the show, the show is like an app itself. You could, you could, you could probably do an analogy for programming for almost anything. I can honestly, yeah. but, but you know it, how it develops and over time, like we kind of work out kinks, we kind of upgrade things, we get new mics, we yeah, get new these things. Are awesome. We this have, we have a setup. better freaking audio interface on the ground over there because it's broken, so we have this crappier oh, one. Okay. So it's like you know, it is not that crap. It's all yeah. right, you know. It's, it's, it's. I mean, if you spend a couple hundred dollars on something, you hope it works. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think your your podcast is great. I mean, it's it provides value. It's it's always fun to talk about startups and business. Yeah. And I, I don't think that, you know, a lot of people get exposure to that. So it's really cool mm -hmm. that you do that. Um, we're actually part of a, a, a in-town incubator accelerator called Exponential Impact. Okay. And I think that's a, a cool organization as well. And it'd be cool to link you guys up mm -hmm. or, you know, figure out if there's anything anything to do with them. I'm because it's it's a group of startups. There's there's several startups that go nice. through that program and they're always um you know, looking to talk about their business, look to talk about and, you know, business and startups. For sure. And like when we were doing five episodes a, a week, <laughs> yeah. uh, we could be, we could just basically have anyone yeah, come on because yeah, yeah, yeah. we had like all the slots. Yeah. Now we have 52 slots a year. So we have to Oof. kind of be selective. Tight, yeah. And this year we're looking for more heavy hitters, okay. not, not startups yeah. necessarily. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Though we will. And we have, we do have people scheduled that like we're scheduled all the way out until Ju July. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, the slots fill up pretty quick. So it's a, we are focusing this year on wanting to get more more heavy hitters. More heavy hitters. So I mean, some of those startups are you know million dollar in revenue. So there there are some oh, wow. big ones. Oh yeah, I, mean, I forget startup can mean a yeah, lot of things. So <laughs> I mean, the way the way I talk about startups is mm -hmm. just companies that are trying to grow rapidly, reinvesting everything back into the company. That's kind of how I think yep. of them. Mm -hmm. But some of them have high revenues, and but they just pump that right back into the business. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I that's cool what you're mm -hmm. doing. I think. Like you said, you have limited mm -hmm. limited spots, and I'm yeah. I'm glad you're able to to have us on. It's been a, yeah. a, a cool experience. Nice <laughs> nice speaking with you. You too, man. And and yeah, so it's like we we definitely would love to have have those those startups on, like some people who are do who can provide value. Mm -hmm. Like we've had a lot of people who are just getting started yeah. and trying to figure out how to make it work. Uh, so it's like if we can get people who are doing bigger things, we can provide better value. I think, and like we, I want to also get like some of the big names out here the big brands that that when you say their name everyone in town knows that yeah, brand yeah. like you know I, i'd love to have more of them on the show you know for sure and so it's like being selective is is important yeah no that <laughs> makes sense you have you have limited time yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure but yeah man this has been great man and uh yeah we'll, we'll close at the show so this has been the cos business podcast and we'll see you guys on the next one nice. yeah Good. Good episode, guys. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Good good hour long episode. Okay.